Hey, welcome back. Another day, another vlog. Great to have you back. And some good news to start off with. Um, the photos are finally finished from last week's video. Uh, smashed. Uh, big shout out to everyone over from the podcast, Facebook, Instagram, wherever you're from. If you just rocked up in your first the Another Day, Another Vlog show, thanks for popping by. Do appreciate it. Uh, if you have no idea what I was just talking about, uh, go back to yesterday's and the day before's and last week's. <laughs> um, basically, I put out a photo video every week, um, travel, whatever I'm doing. Uh, we're currently in our South Coast uh, Adventure Series, which was three weeks away down South Coast of WA. And I'm up to day five, which I just haven't got. We didn't do a day four, we're going from day three straight to day five. There was no day four, didn't do a video on that day. We were traveling, um, but just a ton of photos out of day four. It's, it's elephant rocks, greens pool, whirlpool, driving down that coast, some really amazing shots. I had 550 shoots, oh, shoots, <laughs> wow. Shots to go through and, and clean, sort, clean up, dissect, edit, break down, and then select from massive job it's literally taken me i reckon at least five days of between life and family uh, jobs and juries being a dad of a three and a half year old um to get these edited and select and clean up and all the stuff we as photographers have to do it got it down to 36 photos from 530 odd and 36 really good shots. I had about 50, I think it was 53 that was I was happy with that I cleaned up and edited to their full potential. And I broke, and then had to have the hard choice of selecting the best of those 50 that I could work out how to fit into a video. So 36, I still don't know how I'm gonna fit 36 into the video. I've got to get all that in. It's gonna be a big video. I don't know how I'll do it. That's my next job. That's my next dilemma is to try to get this video to, to work and not be ridiculously long. So try to do it. Um, just the photos might be a little bit fast paced in this one. Normally I try to give at least 15 seconds to 30 seconds for the really good photos. Um, and I'll see what I can do. Some I can might be able to double up and flow through. It's a little bit of a process I'll have to work out. I don't normally have this many amazing shots to get through, but yeah, there's some Definitely some uh, portfolio level shots in this batch for me. I'm super proud. Uh, I'll be putting them up on the website as I can. Um, and if you follow me anywhere else, Instagram, you'll see them come through down the down the track. I'm, I'm slowly getting through there. Um, I think we're up to the next day, which I think is Castle Rock. I think we've started on that section on Instagram. So look, ha super happy to get through the photos. I said, I didn't want to rush. I didn't want to just like push it through and just willy nilly. I wanted to make sure I got the most important part in those photos right. And yeah, super, super pumped. So very excited about showing you these. Work on the video now. I guess I'll just mean this video will become this week's video, I guess on Friday night. So I'll do it that way. And yeah, at least then we know we're on track. So yeah. Thanks for your patience, uh, but I think you will be pretty stoked, as, or I hope you're as stoked as much as I am with how they've turned out. So really, really happy. Now, a uh, heap of news. Obviously, Tuesday's really everyone else's Monday in, in, in the tech world and stuff. 
So yesterday was a little bit slow, today we've got a heap of stuff, so I want to try and get through that. Uh, first of all, just you would have seen on the thumbnail, a little chair, hiking chair with some poles. Uh, new mob I've just followed, uh, I thought it was really interesting, a different way to look at stuff. When you're hiking, when you get your backpack, especially a photographer, and you're doing even doing night shots, I've been looking at trying to find a chair, they're not cheap, to get it, something that's lightweight that you can put in one of the side holsters on my bag to carry. So if I'm doing long exposure stuff, I can just sit down or when I'm doing astro shots, I can sit down in the bush and sit, sit on a chair and work the camera and get the shots and stuff like that. Um, so I've been looking at that for a while. Um, also, you would have seen in many of my videos, if you haven't watched any of the photo videos, go check them out. There's a whole series there that'll keep me entertained for hours. Um, I normally carry my baseball bat, my old wood baseball bat that I use, used at tra for training at work. Um, well, I normally walk around with that in case dingoes, snakes, anything like that. So I've got some sort of protection. It also doubles up as a pretty handy hiking pole and it's helped me from falling over many times on the slippery surface. So quite good. And well, this chair combines the best of those worlds. It's called the Trek chair. It's going to be coming up on Indigo. It hasn't released as yet, um, but I'm over, I'll let you know that as it comes out. But I thought I'd just give them a shout out. It's pretty uh, clever the way they've done it. Um, uses the hiking poles as the back frame of your chair. So see your fold out chairs that normally come out and you've got a little short pole and you get a little short sheet. So you sit down and you really can't lean back or anything. Uh, well, this gets around that two ways. So you've got your hiking poles, so you use them while you're walking. The rest of the chair is super compact, sits in your side of your bag. When you get to where you want to go and you want to have a sit down, where you fold that out, just fold folds that out. Then you insert your hiking poles into the little slots. It's got a little adapter groove on the back hinge where the spikes go in. It will take other external poles. So if you've already got poles, you'll be able to use them. Uh, they are looking at that aspect of it as well. Uh, and then slide the backrest, the high backrest around your poles. And there you go, you've got a nice high backed chair. Very cool, up to 250 pounds of weight it'll take. So that's easily over 100 kilos. So that's pretty darn cool. Uh, the high back will only weigh 1.5 pounds. Um, I'm assuming that's X poles. Um, I'm not sure, I don't think that is with the poles. Uh, waiting for a cost as such, but that's, as I said, it's gonna go to an Indiegogo or a Kickstarter. I'm pretty sure Indiegogo, as soon as I get the prices out and I'll let you know when it's gonna be on there as well so you can get a discount and join up. But uh, looks looks really, really good. I think it's a very clever way of looking at it. Combines something that generally most hikers have with something they need and then without having to carry a whole chair, which is that excess weight. They will be doing a short one as well, a shorter chair, so not the high back version. That's only gonna weigh 13 ounces, so yeah. Pretty cool, great to see uh, some of these little companies coming up with clever solutions to uh, people that need these things. Uh, when you're hiking, weight can kill you. Uh, the, the lot you can have for your backpack and have more, you want everything you possibly can have in that backpack. As a photographer with all my cameras and gear, I often hauling 15 plus kilos up the mountain, it's not much fun <laughs> on the poor old back. So if I can make it lighter in any way, uh, makes a massive deal so very very cool and so something that i've been looking at both different things combined into one it's a bit of a no-brainer so i'll keep you updated on that one very good 
Now, some big, big news, um, something I've talked about for a long time, and I'm a big fan of the G-Shock. I've got my G-Shock here. G-Shock, when I'm working, I've had that for oh, 10 years plus now. I bought that in 2007 in Vegas, and it was the latest you could get then. G-Shock still kicking, still rough as guts, uh, can take a flogging. I've worn it my whole career as a mechanic, or last 10 years as a mechanic, and it was it's still got a few scratches on it, but it still works 100%, so super stoked with G-Shock. But it doesn't have, they've never had the ability that you get out of an Apple Watch with your music and your apps and stuff like that. Well, that's all ended. We talked about it, uh, cases and stuff last week. Lou later was talking about Apple coming out with a rugged Apple Watch. Well, I think Apple better come out real quick because G-Shock has just announced to that on the April the 1st, a brand new digital G-Shock uh, that's got Android Wear OS in it. So super, super stoked about it. It is ISO compatible, so it will work with your iPhone. Uh, I've already downloaded the app that you can use for it. Uh, it's got 25 different functions available, including fishing. Boom. Uh, that's a big win for me. Uh, swimming, hiking, running, all the usual sort of stuff. It's got a heart rate sensor in the back like your Apple Watch. Um, I couldn't find anywhere where it, if it stores music as such. But look, I'm pretty excited about it. I think it's a great step for G-Shock. Uh, they make an amazing watch. They always look They look good, they're rugged, they last. There's no way I'd wear this, this while I was working. Uh, I always swap over to a proper watch. Um, Apple is a long way off that, so pretty darn interesting. Um, it has a dual display in it, so it has your color, full color display for your maps and stuff like that. Uh, then it switches to a monochrome just for the time. Now, it'll go a day and a half if you're using a lot of the color screen stuff, but if you just use that monochrome for the time, It'll last a month without charging, so that's amazing straight away. That smashes Apple right out of the door. Fully water resistant to 20 bar, usual sort of stuff. I think that's like 200 meters. I think this is a 20 bar one as well. I can't recall. Yeah, 20. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's like 200 meters or something. So just, yeah, you don't have to worry about water for it. It's, it's a G-Shock. It's indestructible pretty much. Uh, has a water-resistant microphone in it, uh, water-resistant charging ports, that's there. It's got the optical sensor there for the heart rate. Uh, it'll also do use satellite location data as well, so it'll update the time and stuff through the satellites as well as your locations. Compass, uh, altitude, barometric pressure, all real-time data. So that's awesome, great for your surfers. It's got the surf stuff in there like that. It's got a titanium rear case covering. Um, it's got the G-Shock Move app. That's the app I've already downloaded on my iPhone to see if it works, and it does work here in Australia, so that's a really good thing. Um, and it, as I said, it does work with iOS, so that's a massive thing. Now, price-wise, $700. US That's, I think, pretty sure that's what I paid for this 10 years ago, and that was like the top of the range. This is the top of the range now for G-Shock. You're getting all the abilities of this in a body that's indestructible. That's for seven hundred for a thousand dollars Australian, which is what I paid for my Series One Apple Watch stainless steel, which is pretty much defunct and useless to anyone now. Um, not even water; can't even take it in the shower. Uh, yeah, I 
definitely keen on this uh, if as my new daily watch. Uh, might be time to sell this one or retire this one and uh, move up to an, back to a G-Shock full-time if I can get that one. Not sure when it's going to be released. It's only just been announced, but that's huge. Have a look at the thumbnails. There's three different colors. You can change your displays. There's a whole... Go check out the page on it. If you're a G-Shock fan like me, you'll definitely want to get one of these. Uh, I think this is fantastic. Way to go, G-Shock. If Apple's coming out with a rugged one, they better do it quick and it better be bloody good because it's going to be really hard to beat G-Shock. Great, great news. Now, um, that world chip shortage has hit the car industry and we're talking big boys like Ford, uh, F-150 Raptors, F-150s, multiple different models in their range have all gone on a two-week production hiatus uh, due to the chip shortage. They just do not have enough of these chips in production that they can get to supply the car manufacturers so they can keep this production line running. It's a massive, massive deal. We talked about, I think, last week that chip shortage is gonna start affecting everyone and you don't realize, I guess, how much uh, these silicon chips are in different daily items that we do use. And look, this is a big, big sort of a wake up call, like holy crap, uh, yeah, car production lines. And these are F-150s which is the biggest selling car in America, like 40 to 50 or 100,000 units a year is now getting stopped for two weeks. That is gonna cost Ford a packet. Uh, also, I guess if people are waiting to buy a new car and they're waiting for the car, now they're gonna to have to wait an extra two weeks without a vehicle before the car arrives. It's the flow on effects, I guess, are huge. And I think we're going to see that in more products and in different areas and different parts of our life. So that chip shortage is definitely legit and it's definitely happening. And I'm assuming that's why we haven't heard anything from Apple as well. Apple may have been also hit by the same issue. So pretty wild, uh, sort of good to sort of see it in its face, in its raw, that it is part of our life. This, this tech, it's great to have all this technology but when we can't even get the chips to control these amazing bits of gear, uh, well then everything stops. So yeah, a bit of a wake up call, I guess. But um, yeah, so if you are waiting for a new Raptor or a new Ford F-150 in the States, might be a bit of a delay. Hopefully it's only that two weeks and doesn't go any longer. And I'm assuming other products are gonna also be under that same issue. So pretty wild to see that. Now, some new stuff. This is pretty cool. I thought it's actually come up as an ad when I was flicking through to check out the daily news and stuff. Uh, it's called Noob and it's an atmospheric water fountain. Crazy. I thought, oh, well, that looks a bit weird. Um, you all get your water, uh, the water bottle dispensers and I've got them at work, 20 litre water bottle, chuck it on top, cools the water down, get your cold water out, off you go, back to work. Well, this is a whole new beast. So it takes a technology basically that takes the humidity out of the air so it's perfect for the tropics um, probably if you're in the Arizona desert maybe not really what you want to look at uh, especially for the cost but for anyone in the tropics la Darwin uh, the Bahamas or Mexico Singapore any of those those tropical climates where you get like we do in Australia in the north where I come from the Darwin where it's 80, 90% humidity for six, seven months of the year. Um, 
look, we do get the best water in the world there, um, and it's come straight out of tap. Well, this comes out of the air. They're using special filter systems, carbon filter systems, uh, mineralized river rocks, and basically it just gets sucks the air through and takes the water out of the air and then puts that into the tank, fully filtered, no, um, no chlorine in there and also none of that fluoride. So fully fluoride clean, fully chlorine, chlorine free, fully pH balanced. So crystal clear, perfect water, fresh as hell, straight out of this machine. And there's no bottle, there's no nothing. It just works all day, every day. And it'll give you, if you've got 30% humidity, it'll give you about nine gallons of water a day or nine liters a day, sorry. And if you're running up to 90% humidity, that's why I said it's perfect for the tropics, you'll get 30 litres of water a day just sucked out of the atmosphere. And this machine just sits in a corner and you just go up, fill it out, it's cold, fresh, ready to rock. So pretty darn cool, I thought. And something I just hadn't heard of, uh, just popped, a, pop, popped, a, little, popped up a, <laughs> on it and thought I'd go and have a read. And I thought, well, that's definitely something that is quite handy and could save a lot of money. Bottled water, you're paying for that, costs a fortune nowadays. Even if you get the big 20 litre bottles, uh, a lot of people and businesses use, that costs a fortune. Uh, yeah, it's, it's a big, big business. So this could be good. Now there is an industrial version. The normal version for your household will cost you 2000 bucks. You've got to change filters six to 12 months, depending on usage. So if you're in a higher usage, if, you, if you're using that 30 litres a day, I guess every six months, and that's a hundred bucks for a set of filters. So two grand up front, it'll last 25 years, the machine, before you get it. So if you divide that by 25, it's actually probably not too bad cost-wise compared to how much your water, if you're buying water, how much it'll cost. And this is guaranteed super fresh and clean with no crap in it. So pretty darn cool. Now, if, you, if you're looking for something for work, if you're a business owner and you, and you want to save a bit of cash, no better place than to not stop paying for water but keep your employees fully hydrated. There is an industrial version. It'll give you 39 gallons or 147 litres of water, fresh, clean water a day. And that's 9,800 bucks Australian. So a little under 10 grand. Again, 25 years, all that's all the same tech, all the same thing. Your filter's the same thing. Um, so yeah, definitely some options there. And I thought, what's well, a good one to throw out there because water is such a big deal nowadays. Uh, great tech, something different. And yeah, go check it out. If you're looking for something for work and you want to look good in front of the boss, hey boss, I can save you some money. Why don't we get one of these things? Support some great people making some uh, great tech. That's awesome. Well done you. And on that same thing, over from Lou Later, uh, very cool. We all love pizza. Well, there's now a pizza vending machine. Um, it's in early stages. It's going through crowdfunding, or not crowdfunding, but investment stage. So if you're an investor and you want to get in on the pizza market, well, we all remember when uh, Netflix came out and they had the vending machines with the discs in it, and you can go and get that, and then they'd, nah, it's never going to last I actually was one of the one of those people who said, ah, oh, there's no way. Why would you go to a vending machine to get a DVD and go to the shop? You can go to the, the uh, you can go to the DVD shop and get a rent a movie, man. Why would you go? That's insane. It's, Netflix is never going to work. Look at Netflix now. Ridiculous, isn't it? So very crazy. Um, pizza machine makes artisanal pizzas fully from scratch. Three minutes from make to cook in a box. Pull it out of the bottom. 
You can sit there, watch it, puts the pizza, you can watch it put, move the sauce on, the tomato sauce on, add all the ingredients on with a robot and a little thing spinning the pizza base around. Looks pretty cool. Uh, they've done a great job in setting this up. You can invest for up to a thousand bucks. I'm not a financial advisor or anything. I just was interested on the pizza side. It's the best food ever. <laughs> I, can't, I can't say no to a pizza. Uh, pretty darn cool. I would imagine this is actually probably gonna get up. Uh, and I, in the next five to 10 years, we're gonna see these machines in malls. Service stations is perfect spot for it. Stop for a, stop, fill up your fuel, grab a pizza, go home after work. How good is that? Three minutes. That's really not too long. You can do that while your car's still, after you've just paid for your petrol. So pretty darn cool. Go check it out. It's Piestro Pizza. Um, they look, as I said, they're looking for investors. You need, if you're an investor, you need to sort all that out. Don't ask me for investment advice. I wouldn't be here if I had any money. <laughs> definitely not, definitely not investment. Uh, three minutes to start, uh, 24, obviously, because it's a machine, plugs in, it's just gonna to be topped up. 24 hours a day, open up, they'll be, you'll be able to order ahead on an app. Um, Wavemaker Venture Capital is the big company behind it. They're putting it together, and yeah, something different. Piestro, you'll see the thumbnail pitch, go and have a look at that. There's some videos and stuff up on YouTube. Lou later talks about it over on uh, later clips. Pretty darn cool and a little bit of fun. Anyway, that's it. Tuesday, done and dusted. Yeah, radio. I gotta start looking at this video and get this video together. Thanks for stopping by. I hope you had a bit of fun today. It was pretty cool. Some fun stuff there. Super excited about the G-Shock. That is huge. Uh, big, big deal in the tech world and can't wait to get prices and see its availability. Hopefully in the next week, I can get you some more information on that. Radio, I'll talk to you all tomorrow. Thanks for stopping by. Whether you're going this way, that way, I'll catch you tomorrow. Peace.